Welcome or welcome back to Lift You Up, inspiring health stories. I'm your host, Tamika Bickham. I am the founder and chief storyteller of TB Media Group. But for the purpose of this podcast, I am your health and happiness matchmaker. Now, before I introduce you to today's guest, you know what I'm going to ask you to do. Hit the subscribe button right there on YouTube and hit connect on LinkedIn. I'd love to be connected to you. Today, you're going to meet Asante Cleveland. He's got a really interesting story. He's a cane, go canes. You know I have to shout that out. And all canes are welcome right here on this podcast. (laughs) And he's also a former NFL player. But we talk about the identity crisis he went through after he got out of the NFL and what happened after that. I think it's a story a lot of us can relate to right now. Our physical, mental, and emotional health is not just a want. It is a need for happy lives and prosperous businesses. Lift You Up is the podcast where we share inspiring health stories from business owners who are fulfilling their purpose to live their healthiest lives and helping you do the same. From former TV reporter to marketing entrepreneur and content creator, I care about sharing stories that matter and stories that connect us. I'm your host, Tamika Bickham, your health and wellness matchmaker. Well, I am so excited today to meet for the first time and introduce to all of you Asante Cleveland. Hi, Asante. Hey, Tamika. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Thanks for being here. So I know we were just kind of talking offline before I hit record a little bit, but I don't know really too much about you. We were introduced by a mutual friend and colleague and a fellow cane because you're a a cane. (laughs) Go canes. If anyone is watching this and has watched past episodes, I like to have my canes on this show. Tell me about you, who you are, and so introduce yourself and and what you do now. (laughs) Yeah, so my name is Asante Cleveland. I came from Sacramento, California. I played, I didn't play football until freshman year in high school. I didn't really like it that much. And then my junior year, I got my first offer and I realized I was like, oh, hey, I should probably focus on football. So uh, going into senior year, I, I put it all together and was fortunate enough to get offered by Miami. So played college football, University of Miami. I was a business management major. You made the right choice, by the I way. I made the <laughs> best choice. It was between either University of Miami or Washington State. So it was oh. a no brainer for me. <laughs> no brainer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But I, um, my college football career was really up and down. It was uh, my freshman year, I really excelled. I was uh, getting a lot of accolades. And then going into my sophomore year, uh, our co- the coaches who uh, recruited me got fired. Uh, I had to have shoulder surgery in the off season. So it was the first time that I really was mm. dealing with some obstacles uh, in my football journey. And so like my sophomore year didn't really play that much uh, junior year a little better and then like my senior year was I kind of just let go of expectations and just figured like hey if I'm gonna play I want to play in the NFL that was always my goal I had to but it sounds like it wasn't necessarily your goal until you know a little bit later than I probably most young football players right it was... no well I thought I was a basketball player in, back in okay. high school so I thought I was going to grow to be 6'10", and I stopped at 6'4", and like three quarters, so not quite. <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
I I knew that once I, I I ended up choosing Miami over Washington State because I figured like if I'm gonna play college football, I want to play in the NFL. Like I want to do it at the highest level. So I figured going to University of Miami would give me that opportunity. And so I like going into my senior year, I hadn't caught a lot of passes. Uh, so it wasn't looking great for my NFL chances. So I figured like, <laughs> if I'm going to make it to where I want to go, I need to kind of get creative. And I figured that I need to turn myself into the best blocking tight end that I could be. And through that, I was able to not only make the NFL, but I was on the field so much that I just created a lot more value for myself. And, um, the NFL coaches like gave me a look and I got picked up by the 49ers and hey yeah it was, <laughs> it was a, a long road but I, I yeah. learned how to just find a way to make myself valuable that was kind of like going home for you right yeah yeah it so was, that was really nice yeah going back to San Francisco uh that area being in the Bay Area like yeah. most of my family's from there so it was it was great uh my my first year it was i really learned the business of the nfl yeah uh, things are fast paced i got cut they signed me to the practice squad at the end of preseason, and then 20 minutes later they cut me from the practice squad and then an hour later they re-signed me so i that's my <laughs> my crash course into like okay okay this this moves fast, don't take anything for granted. So every time I'm out there on the field, every time I have an opportunity in this business, put my best foot forward. And uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was a journey. <laughs> so how long were you with the 49ers? So I was with the Niners for one full season. And then going into my second year, I got traded to the Patriots after one preseason game Another instance of how quickly things move in the NFL, we played a preseason game on Sunday, and on Monday at seven in the morning when I was heading to the facility, I got a knock at my hotel room, and it was one of our player ops people, and he told me, hey, uh, the GM wants to talk to you, you're getting traded. And no further context after that, so I, I get down to the facility to find out that I was getting traded to the Patriots. So at 12 o'clock, I was on a flight heading to West Virginia because at that time the Patriots were doing a joint practice with the Saints. So I flew from San Francisco to Washington, flew from Washington to Virginia, where a car service picked me up and drove me to West Virginia. I got into the hotel at two in the morning and had, had to be up at seven, had practice at nine for a team I knew nothing about. Okay, so what's going through your mind? Because now you're kind of like leaving home, right? You were there one one year, and now all of a sudden you think you're headed to um, the facility in the morning, and off you go. I didn't really know what to think at the time, but I was excited to go to New England because I I really loved that organization. Uh, I just yeah, it felt yeah. good that someone like Bill Belichick wanted someone like me. Um, and it was an opportunity to learn from the best football minds in the world and play with the best quarterback of all time. And then I got to also learn from Rob Gronkowski, who's like arguably one of the greatest tight ends of all time. So 
it was a whirlwind situation, but it was a situation that put me exactly where I needed to be and exactly where I wanted to be. So you were happy about it. I was happy. I I learned a lot. There was uh, I learned a lot about accountability out there. That's the most important thing is uh, being the person that you say you are and you have to uphold that every day. Okay. So how long then are you with the Patriots? So I was with the Patriots that uh, almost the whole season until on Christmas when I was on the active roster, I'm having dinner with some teammates who also are from out of state, don't have family in town. So we were just together. We had just sat down for dinner and Coach Belichick calls me and tells me that uh, they're going to cut me and put me and sign me to the practice squad. That this isn't anything like we had a bunch of people hurt, so they needed to bring in someone, uh, a corner, so that we would be able to match up against the Jets. Told me that no worries, like we're you'll be back active for the last week of the season against the Dolphins. So I'm I'm thinking everything's cool. I'm just not playing that week. But before I could re-sign to the practice squad on that Monday, uh, I got claimed off waivers by the Eagles and the Chargers. And because the Chargers had a worse record, uh, they had priority. So just in the same fashion of like things just move quickly, I from so that Monday, I had to pack up what I could from my apartment and fly to San Diego at five in the morning. And I was with the Chargers for the last week of the season and then for the next uh, two years of my career. Okay. <laughs> I, th I think I'm keeping up. Okay. So as all these changes are happening um, throughout your professional career in the NFL, I mean, what is that like for you? Do you know that it just comes with the territory? Um, or is there some point at which you're like, okay, this is not going to be my forever career path. You know, there's a lot of uncertainty, right? I'm using that word because I feel like that's where we all are right now. Yeah, well, it also, <clears throat> I think this is what we're all learning is that nothing is certain. I had to learn that very, very quickly. That's like my first introduction to the league. I was signed and then cut 20 minutes later. So that that really just set the stage where it was like, okay, things can happen very quickly and you have to be able to roll with the punches and remain calm under pressure. Um, like sudden change is gonna happen and your ability to control your emotions and stay level-headed and cool will help you thrive in those situations where if you get frazzled and rattled and you like, start complaining because like, I, I just want to stay on this team. I want to, I don't want to leave. I, that does nothing for the situation, but you have to just kind of remain calm, adjust and just move forward with uh, precision. <laughs> so tell us where you are now. So four years in the league, right? So 49ers, Patriots, and then ending with the Chargers. My, my football journey ended with a an uncertain knee injury. Uh, it was like a non-contact where uh, I was just running around, planted, knee torn. I was on IR for the year, recovered, working out, and went to re-sign with the Patriots that next off season. And their doctors said that they couldn't sign me because after the MRI took that my knee wasn't healed. So 
once again, it was kind of just like sudden change where I'm thinking like I'm getting ready to play football next year to where, oh, I'm probably never going to play football again. So there was that what next moment that all athletes go through that a lot of people go through whenever there's like a huge change in their life, like relationship ends, get fired from a job. I mean, so... There's almost like, but I hear, because I've talked to several football players about this and whether it was playing um, at a high level in college and not making it to the NFL or playing in the NFL and then career kind of ending, um, suddenly there you kind of go through this identity. I don't want to call it identity crisis. Crisis, yeah. Is it? Okay. Okay. <laughs> yes. Great. You call it that. Okay. So is that what you're going through? For sure. Like, I leave the Patriots facility. At that point, they hadn't told me anything yet. Um, I'm getting ready to fly back. And then when I'm at the hotel, my agent calls me and tells me, like, hey, they said they can't sign you. They looked at your MRI, and and it's not clear. And it's just, like, in that moment, you just feel, like, I can't even describe the feeling, but it's just almost like a weightlessness of just, like, I, I, I don't know. It was just just a numbness that kind of yeah. comes over you. But in that it's an opportunity to kind of reassess because like everybody knows that football is not forever. I was not under the idea that I was gonna play till I was 40, mm-hmm. uh, but it was just, you never know when the end's gonna come. And so through this identity crisis, it was the first time that I really had to assess like, what am I really interested in? Because I loved football, but I it wasn't like something I was like dying for I it was not my dream as a child to play football like I just yeah. happened to be really good at it that's what that's what I was going to say that's what I was hearing because when you were saying okay you know you started in high school um you know as you were describing it I almost didn't even hear that like undying fire and passion that like if I don't have this you know I have nothing <laughs> I guess from that perspective then that's good, right? Because if that yeah. was like your only wish and hope and dream, um, I think it would be a lot more crushing. Yeah, and it's like, it sucked, but it was also yeah. an opportunity to go explore a new passion and just kind of figure out who I am without football because it's something that you just dedicate so much of your life to. And the thing about football is like, you can't, to make it to the NFL, to make it to college, you really can't focus on anything but football or whatever your sport is, whatever the task at hand is. So I didn't really have the luxury to explore uh, like other passions while I was uh, playing. Although I did in the off season, I did like broadcasting, like we talked about a little earlier. I I did a little internship with uh, Comcast Sports. Once the end like really happens and it's time to figure out like what's next, you kind of realize like, I like doing that. I didn't love doing that. I did a little bit of uh, NBC Sports Radio while I was like in the early phase of the retirement. It was cool. I enjoyed it, but I didn't really like talking negative about players. It was a lot of like kind of fumbling around, just trying to figure out like what's next. And I think that's a big thing is whatever happens, because we're all going to go through sudden change. Something's going to just not going to go as planned. And I think it's most important is that you're willing to put yourself back out there and have the courage to be bad at something new and realize that maybe something might not work out, but 
the fact that you now know that uh, I, I, I worked at this real estate company for a while and I knew that I didn't want to do that long. I did not enjoy it at all, but it's like a good thing. It's like, I'm glad I tried it because now I know. Yeah. I always say life is like a process of elimination. <laughs> That's a great way to look at it. Yeah. I feel like a lot of us have, you know, in our generation have kind of gone through that and our parents' generations more of like stuck with one job for 20 or 30 years. And they looked at us as we changed every like year, two years to something new. And it's like, well... I don't like that first thing. So I got to do something new. Just eliminate <laughs> until I find the thing that I'm I'm suited for, right? And then especially with social media, it makes it seem like if you don't have the world figured out and you're not making a million dollars a week, then you're just not hustling hard enough. And it's, and I, I feel like a lot of people, myself included, get caught up in that when the real journey is to take the time to find out who you are and where does your energy energy naturally want to go and it wasn't it really wasn't until this coronavirus situation uh, happened where i kind of had to like pause and just pay attention to what i wanted to do and i feel like a lot of people have now had this opportunity because uh, most people I know this for a fact, like most people haven't really just sat with their feelings or just sat with just themselves for a long time. And mm -hmm. it's such a powerful thing. Like I, I, when this first happened, I had a feeling that a lot of people were going to end up going through depressions uh, just because like we get so caught up in distractions that right. we don't really take time to really understand ourselves. We're just running a mile a minute and you know, that's why you're hearing, okay, now people who are in unhappy marriages are having to take a look at yep. that. You're, un <laughs> you're unhappy. Like, you can't avoid things because you're having to face it. Like you said, you're having to slow down right now and you're home all day now looking at that person or you're home all day dealing with your kids and, you know, the reality of what life is. I feel like every week I'm getting a new call or text from someone who has been laid off, lost their job, um, people who've gone out of business. But, you know, I think some of the positive conversations I've had out of that has kind of been around, like, I don't think there's a better time than now to reinvent yourself. Oh, yeah. I don't this, know. This is the what perfect do you think? time. This, yeah. Yeah, this is the perfect time to kind of discover yourself. And I, what I've noticed is a lot of people who are truly embracing their creative expressions are really flourishing right now. For me, I realized like I was creative person, but I never really gave it any like stock. And then the first thing I did during quarantine was I already had an iPad, so I bought an Apple pencil. And I started like drawing and procreate. And I realized I enjoyed doing that. And so now I'm in Photoshop. I'm learning Photoshop. And I now have my first uh, art print that I designed uh, getting printed so I can see how it comes out. And I think that just embracing your creativity throughout all this and notice mm. where your creative expression is. I love that. Yeah. I mean, this is like my creative expression as well is creating content. And I feel like I was for so long just not doing it 
for myself and only doing it for my clients and serving everyone else. And really, this was the first time during all of this, I had it in my mind. I'm like, I'm before May hits, and this is before COVID. Like before May hits, I'm going to launch this podcast. I'm gonna do this. And then everything's kind of uncertain. Okay, am I still gonna stay the course? I stayed the course. And this has just been a fun way for me, A, to connect and just meet new people, first of all, outside of like, you know, creating something. That's been great because I'm a social person. I need to connect with people. I'm an introvert. Okay. I liked that. I didn't have to you go anywhere anymore. me. <laughs> You're an introvert? Okay. Oh, my favorite part about just being able to just hop on the computer and I, I don't have to go anywhere. I don't have to talk to anyone. And that's what I, one of the things I realized I, I didn't like about like the real estate company was that I was doing a bunch of cold calling and it's like, I didn't really like having to deal with so many people and like dealing with other people was determining my success. Like I felt that I should be 100% in control of my own success. And that's what creating gives us all the opportunity. If like, if you are creating and you're enjoying it, you will find a way to become successful through your creations and your expression. Absolutely. So you mentioned, and a lot of people have talked about this, but you mentioned even thinking specifically at the beginning of this, hey, a lot of people are going to go through depression and low moments. Um, it sounds like you found a way to channel creativity. Um, have you had any low moments during this? Okay, tell me about that. I, I knew it was going to happen because when uh, New England first told me that, like, hey, we're not going to sign you, that was the first time I really understood what depression was. Um, and it was like the first time where I was just kind of just alone in my thoughts all day. And it was, it was really tough. I had to, man, I just, it was a tough thing to deal with. So I knew that for a lot of people, this is going to be the first time where they had to just like sit by themselves and like have to like look at themselves and examine mm -hmm. their situations. Uh, but what really helped me get through it was one going to therapy i think that a lot of people uh there's such a weird stigma about therapy but it's more just being able to talk through what you're going through and then also exercise uh i think that just reconnecting with pushing your body for me that was like a, such a big part of my life and once I was kind of like, I was in a funk for a while. And I also realized like, man, I haven't like worked out in a long time. And once I started like moving and like challenging myself again, that's when I like noted my noticed my mood start to pick up. Mm -hmm. And then the third thing that a lot of people who are going through depression should be aware of is it's extremely natural to want to kind of retract and become like recluse and not really engage with people. But I feel like that's the time when you need to engage people even more and let people know it's okay to let people know you're not okay. And that's something that I, I kind of kept like close to the vest for a long time. And um, it's let people know. And cause for the most part, people want to help and they want to be a resource. I think in, in, in some way, I think just a lot of times we're not comfortable talking about it, you know? I, it's, I get it. it. It may be like a sign of weakness or whatever, but it's like we're all growing through something. So I want to kind of circle back on this identity crisis. 
where are you with that now? I know you talked about you're tapping into new ways of being creative, learning Photoshop. Um, are you, do you feel like you've gotten to that place of self-discovery of knowing who you are um, and how you identify yourself? I think the, the path to self-discovery is never ending. Yeah. Um, we will learn something new about ourselves every day. What I know about myself is that I have had a lot of experiences and I want to pass the information that I have on uh, through my creative expression. So it's like maybe through the, the art that I create, uh, I've spoken to like high school football teams, younger kids, um, and I, I don't know what I would like identify that as, but I know that I'm a creative person and I want to use my creativity to inspire. Hmm. And you also failed to mention that you have a podcast. And I have a podcast. Yes, yes, yes. That was, <laughs> because of so I, yeah, that was also one of the things that really picked me up out of my depression as well. Because in terms of engaging with someone regularly, I, uh, my friend, my now co-host, Craig, he had he had already started a podcast and I came on as a guest. And in my my episode, that was that was the first time that I really talked about my football journey and what I'd gone through. And I had announced my retirement on that podcast. And it was it was so therapeutic. How to, long ago was this? This was I retired in 2018. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, so it's still fairly new, recent, you know, for yeah, you. Yeah. To a degree, yeah. I just enjoyed just that opportunity to kind of just get things off my chest. And so I started helping him get guests on. Uh, I came back regularly. And then we just decided, like, man, I, I love doing this. I like connecting with people. Because, like, as you know, as a podcast host, like, you get to just talk to so many people and soak up so much information. That, so much. Yeah, if you so like learning, having a podcast is for you. Very, very true. Because I love the fact that we, uh, so we interview a lot of entrepreneurs. We talk about like transition and overcoming like adversity because like we talk to a lot of athletes who go from one career to another. So it's always interesting hearing that story of how they got from point A to point B. And selfishly, I get some information that, because like when I was like early going through what I was going through, I was like, I was looking for answers. So, yeah. so I'm, I'm asking very poignant questions. Yeah. Like, <laughs> help me. Yeah, help me. <laughs> so, but yeah, the podcast has been great. So we, um, we enjoy the people we get to talk to and connect with. And also we just want to be able to pass on information for whoever's going through their struggles, maybe trying to start something new, maybe dealing with something like, hey, we, we're gonna try to get the best people that can share this information that may be able to help you out. Yeah, that's awesome. What's the name of the podcast? The White Tiger Podcast. The White Tiger Podcast, awesome. Yes. So I'll make sure to link to that below. I know you mentioned you finding creativity through all of this that's going on as far as staying at home and quarantine. Do you feel like you've found a new sense of happiness during all of this? Yeah, I, it's more a sense of kind of fulfillment. I, mm. I know that I'm on the right track is what it is because for uh, maybe like a year or two, 
uh, kind of feeling just lost and just like just searching for like, what's, what's my path? Like, what's my purpose? And I think to be able to help young kids uh, who like, I'm thinking about like back in my high school days, cause I was very, very fortunate to have a, a father in my life who really imparted a lot of wisdom in me and my uh, my mom who were really good guides for me. And so I wanna just, I'd be selfish to keep all the information and all the experiences I've had to myself. I would love to be able to pass them on to kids who are maybe like figuring out what they wanna do going to going college or whatever, because I've had ups and downs and I can, I can definitely share a lot of experiences. Yeah, <laughs> as, as we all do. So lastly, my question is, you know, we talked about identity crisis. We talked about, right, these ups and downs. I think it's just, it's so relevant. Is there any, I don't even wanna say words of advice, but just kind of maybe words of encouragement or a tip that maybe got you through going through that identity crisis that you would offer to people during this time? So one of the things my dad did early when I was like fourth grade, he forced me to memorize poems. I had to recite a poem to be able to get it and play PlayStation for the weekend. I had to, for me to get a new PlayStation, I had to recite two poems to the guy who worked at Fry's. I'm sure it was an awkward situation for him, but <laughs> but one of the <laughs> one of the poems was Invictus, and it's such a powerful uh, poem about really resiliency. Uh, the last lines are very famous: "I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul." And anyone who's going through any sort of transition, tough times, you are all you need you have all the resources within you already to figure out your situation to overcome any obstacle you face and so keep that in mind and move forward with faith and courage and and i think also as we touched on earlier take this time to sit down and listen to your thoughts listen to yourself spend some time with yourself right yeah. Much i needed. find that yeah yeah absolutely where can people find you learn more about you find your podcast give us all the the links yeah. and the info and all that good stuff yeah check <laughs> us out we are on uh so for myself my personal instagram is asante cleveland um for the podcast we're at the white tiger podcast on instagram on facebook um yeah you can find us on all platforms iTunes, Spotify, we're YouTube. Everywhere you listen to we podcasts. Everywhere you listen to podcasts. <laughs> we, all have to, we all say that line every now and again, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> awesome. This has been great. Asante, is there anything else you want to add that I didn't ask you? Uh, no, for all your listeners, just man, be kind to yourself and take time to just pay attention to where your energy naturally wants to go. I love it. Well, I'll, I'll chat with you soon, and thanks for being here. Thank you, Tamika, for having me. Ah, Sante Cleveland, a cane, a former NFL player, a podcast host, an artist, and so much more. Make sure you connect with him. Find his information below in the show notes. Check out his podcast. I know I'm going to. But until next time, I hope I see you back 
right here next week on a Monday. Check out this podcast. Leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps me improve the show for you each and every week. Also, hit connect on LinkedIn. Hit subscribe on YouTube. All those good things. You know you can find that information as well below in the show notes. And when I see you back next week, I hope you are staying happy and staying healthy.